Every decision we make brings along a certain amount of risk. Sometimes the risk is so small it's negligible. Other times the risk is so daunting it scares you into submission. Going all in on a new or novel business idea, saying no to the steady paycheck and yes to financial instability, investing your life savings with a co-founder you know well but maybe not well enough. These are common high-risk, high-reward scenarios that entrepreneurs often find themselves in. To the outsider looking in, these situations are far too risky to be taken seriously. To engage in them is not only irresponsible, but foolish. Tiffany Stannard has a different opinion. She believes that risks, big risks, are absolutely necessary for success. You have to put yourself out there. If you're not happy with what you're doing, if people don't know about what you're doing, then what's the point of doing it? Tiffany is the founder and CEO of Stimulus, a relationship intelligence software suite that helps companies build better relationships. But before she was leading Stimulus, Tiffany had to make the leap from having a stable income to being her own boss and being responsible for her own future. A decision that taught her if you aren't ready to go big, then get ready to go home. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights, the overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and the press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn into those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie. And this is The Journey. Tiffany was born and raised in Philly, where she learned from an early age that hard work, even working two to three jobs, was necessary to make ends meet. I went to Catholic school from grade school to high school, and then high school was all girls. So they don't talk a lot about bigger dreams, right? They don't talk about being... Uh, entrepreneur, a celebrity, your extracurricular activities are religion and going to mass and, <laughs> and things of that nature. I definitely thought I would be that person working multiple jobs, like pretty much all the women in my family. And they were from nurses to working in customer service to just everyday regular jobs, nothing like career-wise, but more nine to fives. And being used to them being two to three jobs, nights and weekends type of thing. So at first, I thought that would be me. Tiffany knew that was the path she should expect to follow, but she was a dreamer. While her teachers were busy lecturing, she was busy daydreaming about all kinds of careers, from becoming a dermatologist to being a choreographer for Janet Jackson. But it wasn't until her senior year that Tiffany's daydreams started to morph into real-world opportunities. I started working for a doctor's office and real estate part-time and started to kind of get introduced to owning and working at different jobs that was different for what I was seeing with my own family. And then we had a business class, which was crazy because they never had that. And the guy came in and talked to us about entrepreneurship and talked to us about 
how to invest in companies. So it was actually surprising to have that. And also it being an all-girls school, they never kind of encouraged you as women to do that. It was a brand new type of class for her traditional school and a brand new way of thinking about the world that Tiffany hadn't considered. When I finished high school, I didn't go directly into college. I graduated with honors, but once again, Catholic school, they don't really go deep into college and how to apply and scholarships and all these different things. So I kind of missed the window for that year to really apply to different things. So I just immediately started working full-time. Working full-time for Tiffany meant more than just getting a nine-to-five job. She got her bartender's license, she did some work in real estate, started planning events on the side, and got a full-time job in a large corporation doing payroll. She could do it all and do it well. And her coworkers began to take notice. One of my guys that I was working with said, hey, you should do, you know, events and marketing full time. You should start a business. And I'm like, a business? How do you do that? So actually, when I first started, it was called TK Productions, which is my initials. And he helped me set that up. And then I started doing like events and real estate events and kind of got introduced to that. And then I started helping, even though I was doing payroll at this corporation, they asked for help to do like their customer events with their vendors and suppliers. And then they asked for help to do more of the stuff for like the employees. So started kind of doing that as a part of my job as well, which was great. I was the youngest person in the department. I was making more than my mom at that time. Most of my friends already had moved out and purchased a car. Around that time, I started working with the guy to build out my website. And then another friend of mine was like, well, you should just learn how to do your own website. And I'm like, well, how do I do that? So he actually taught me how to do a lot of front-end coding. This was back in the early 2000s when making a simple change to your website could cost you thousands of dollars. On top of doing marketing and events, Tiffany started to offer her services to build and edit websites. With the support and guidance of her peers, Tiffany was off to the races running TK Productions part-time while still working her full-time payroll position. Then in 2008, 2009, got laid off with the recession. They laid off thousands of folks, got a stimulus check, and I volunteered to be a part of that layoff group. So they said they was about to lay off thousands of folks. There was a young lady that just got hired right after me. So it was kind of going to be like last hire, first fire. And she just had a baby. And I said, I will take her place. I was really scared. It was a mixture of being scared and excited because I was there for a few years and I was doing my business part-time and I was way more excited doing my business part-time than when I was doing full-time. I had a rent and car payment, so I wasn't going to quit. But at the same time, there were so many people within the department that had been there for 20, 30 years. And that's the saying that you hear from your parents and your friends. Oh, you get a job and you stay there for 10, 20 years. And I knew that that was not what was going to happen to me. Like, I was not going to be at this job for 10 years. And I got tired of bouncing around to all of these different jobs. And I was like, how do I figure out a way to make all the money that I need, if possible, do one thing? She wanted that one thing to be her marketing company. After being laid off, Tiffany cashed out her 401k, took the stimulus check, accounted for her savings, and decided she had enough buffer to go all in. She renamed TK Productions Prestige Concepts, bit the bullet, and committed to it full time. After the break, Tiffany shares what it was like breaking the news to her still very traditional family and friends, how she got the business off the ground, and what lessons she learned through it all. 
As part of Salesforce's continued commitment to small businesses, they've recently announced Salesforce Care for Small Business, a combination of free products to help during the COVID-19 crisis. New customers will get three months free access to out-of-the-box CRM Salesforce Essentials and Analytics Solution Tableau, as well as six months free access to collaboration tool Quip. Now, more than ever, small businesses need the right tools to connect with their customers. Salesforce is here to help. To learn more, visit salesforce.com slash the journey. As expected, it wasn't smooth sailing for Tiffany and Prestige Concepts right away. She was still very young and looked even younger, so she had to find ways to signal to prospects that she was more than a starry-eyed kid. She was a professional businesswoman. It was like a weird time of like trying to oversell myself, trying not to look like an intern because I had like crazy baby face. And then I was 22, 23, and it was like all these different things. So it was a lot of struggles just trying to like, one, figure out how to be a business person, how to talk to friends of mine that none of them were business people besides the guys that I knew. Trying not to spend all of the money I got laid off with, <laughs> but then also working with pretty big companies early on just because I had built a really good relationship with them and I wasn't crazy expensive. I just, you know, charged what I needed to live basically at that time. Because she had been running the business part-time for a while, Tiffany already had a strong network of potential businesses she could do work for. She was able to start making a living for herself, but still faced skepticism from her friends and family who didn't approve of her non-traditional and risky career choices. Even though they encouraged me to help with different things, it's a difference of encouraging versus you really full-time doing it. The lady that I work with at the payroll corporation, she encouraged me to go after my dreams, but very limitedly. <laughs> I'm like, go after your dreams, but don't be too big. Why would you leave this when you can do both, do this full-time job and do your little business part-time type of thing. So it was kind of like a mixture of do this, but do it in a very cautious way versus go big or go home. But Tiffany never wanted her side gig to simply remain her side gig. She knew that it was a risk, but it was a risk she needed to take and one she knew she could bounce back from if it didn't work out. Determined and willing to commit the 60 plus hours to her business that she had been spending working on other jobs, it wasn't long before the hard work started to pay off. The corporation that had laid me off actually became one of my first corporate clients because when they start to bring on people, they couldn't really afford like a big firm do a lot of the employee events and like vendor events that they were doing before. And because I knew so many of the corporations and I knew their processes and I had, you know, did their payroll before. They brought me on to do some of their events and website updates. So I worked with them for a while. And that's how I got a good amount of like big clients at that time. Through that relationship, Tiffany began working with big companies like Comcast, as well as smaller local businesses and even a few nonprofits. She had a diverse client base and a diversified way to make an income. But even still, there were plenty of lulls over the years that caused her to question her choices. Of course, I did little part-time jobs here and there because it depends on if the money was coming in. So sometimes I would go and work at a restaurant just to make ends meet. And I think it was funny, as an entrepreneur, wins come very last minute, meaning you have $5 <laughs> left in your bank account all of a sudden somebody gets back to you with a contract for like 1500 and you eat for three months. 
they would come as I really needed them. It was like, oh my God, I'm going back to a job. I'm done. And then I wouldn't get the job, but then a contract would come in very last minute. It was kind of like the universe saying, okay, this is what you're supposed to do because you didn't get a job that you're overqualified for, but now this contract finally came through and it took forever and you're down to $5, but now you can pay your rent and all your bills at one time. <laughs> so kind of a lot of those over the years. Tiffany kept prestige concepts running for more than a decade, riding those ups and downs of business. It was something she loved, but she knew it was time for a change. Tiffany wasn't sure exactly what she would do, but she did know one thing. She didn't want to go back to working for someone else. Once you become your own boss in entrepreneurship, to go back to waiting tables and asking permission for our lunch, you don't have that same mindset anymore. In 2017, Tiffany was ready to commit to her current venture, Stimulus, a company designed to fix something she had hated when working on Prestige. One of the biggest things was I hated the process. I hated the process of trying to build relationships with all these different departments just to sell my services. I hated having to have these conversations over and over again when I just had it last week with one of the other people. I knew it had to be a better way for a B2B company to offer their product or service to another company. I wanted to stop doing services through Prestige Concepts. I got tired of the hustle of it and having to physically be the person to always have to do everything. So I knew I wanted to start another company and I was ready to shut down, you know, Prestige Concepts in a way or go part-time with my consulting. And I started getting more into technology and saying, okay, maybe we can automate some stuff. Maybe we can create a product for all of the companies myself and other companies that I know that go through the same problem of trying to sell their product, whether it was a software or a box of cookies to a grocery store or their services to another business. So we kicked it off in like 2017 of like really turning it into an idea. And then the name Stimulus literally came from my Stimulus check back in 2009, 2008, and kind of kept that name with me, even though I didn't end up using it until years later, but knew I wanted my next company to be called that we decided to really focus on contracts and B2B selling and decided to really focus on disrupting and identifying business opportunities and disruption across the supply chain and understanding that everything you sell, whether it's a product or a service, is a part of a supply chain within a company. And, you know, most companies spend 90% of their annual revenue with other businesses. And despite that large number, they do not really invest in the process. They don't use a lot of data. They use too many platforms to make decisions. And a lot of stuff is manual. So we decided to build a relationship intelligence platform, hence the relationship side. Because anytime you're hiring, you're working with another company, they always say it's based on relationships. So we really streamline the process of how you source and evaluate different suppliers that you want to work with to help you make a better decision using data. Tiffany will be the first to admit that she messed up a lot on the path to building prestige. Now, she is taking those lessons and applying them to stimulus so she doesn't make the same mistakes. Lesson number one, only bring on partners who are ready to commit as much as you are. I did everything wrong. I started by myself. I brought on a partner. We ended up going our separate ways. I ended up buying her out in between. 
we just didn't work well together because as you know, as you're building as a small company, you both need that big idea, go big or go home mindset. She was more of the safe mindset than I was at that time. Working on a company with a bad partner is difficult, but so is building a company by yourself. Today at Stimulus, Tiffany has a CTO who she trusts, leans on, and is able to bounce ideas off of. Lesson number two, having a team of full-time employees who are actually invested changes everything. I didn't have a full team. I had consultants and periodic people that I would bring on per project. And now I have consistent people throughout everything full-time, which is something that I'm so thankful for. Stimulus's full-time team makes it possible to act faster, it frees up more of Tiffany's time. Plus, they help fill in her weak spots, which brings us to lesson number three. Be honest about what you know and what you don't know. I think as CEOs, we spend so much time pretending that we know something that we don't. And if you pretend for so long that you know something, you get to the point where you don't know how to ask for help anymore. So now with Stimless, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I don't pretend to know what I don't know. And I'm really honest about that. And I bring on people now to the team, whether full-time or part-time, that help me figure out what I don't know and that are smarter than me. And being comfortable with the fact that they're smarter than me on a subject and being able to show to them, like, this is my strong suits and this is not my strong suits and this is how you can help me. And being really transparent about that. What you know and what you don't can change just as you do. But at your heart, the person you are is tied to your core beliefs and principles, which brings us to Tiffany's final lesson. Who you are matters as much as what the business is. I needed to figure out who and what I wanted to present to the world. And I knew I wanted to be known as a tech entrepreneur, a woman in business, a woman that's also mentoring young girls. And I was doing all of that while I was building the company because a lot of people would you know, ask to speak to me. And I knew that I could make the company even bigger if they personally saw me and spoke to me because that's how I closed all of my customers was because they loved me and they loved working with me personally. So a couple of my mentors were like, well, then you need to present that to the world so you can double that so they can come to you versus you coming to them. Since the entrepreneurial flame ignited in her final year of high school, Tiffany has been on a journey of not just business discovery, but self-discovery. When you ask her what she's most proud of, she won't tell you it's this business win or that contract she landed. She's proud of who she's become and the ways she's still evolving. I started saying this saying to myself, like, Tiffany, you are accomplishing things you forgot to dream about. And I never dreamt about any of the things I'm doing right now. And I'm just very thankful to finally reap the benefits of my 10 plus year journey. And I do see the light at the end of the tunnel of why I've kept going and why I'm still here. And that whole saying, I'll never give up and keep going. Like, it's so cliche, but it's like so true. You want to give up more time than you want to do it. You know, most of the time, everyday people come up with ideas, but there is a shortage in people actually turning those ideas into profit or companies. And the fact that I've even done that, I am proud of myself from where I thought I would be as a child. For creatives, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers, risk is the only path to personal and business fulfillment. When done smart, it's not irresponsible. And when done with passion, it's not foolish. Or, in the words of writer Anais Nin, quote, 
and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Today's uncertain business climate makes it critical to stay in touch with your customers and employees. That's why Salesforce recently announced Salesforce Care for Small Business, a combination of free products to help businesses during the COVID-19 crisis. New customers will get three months free access to out-of-the-box CRM Salesforce Essentials and Analytics Solution Tableau, as well as six months free access to collaboration tool Quip. Salesforce is here to help you stay connected. To learn more, visit salesforce.com slash the journey.